0: I'm Rachel Poley with Ari Maglin, and we're your hosts for The Merry Writer Podcast. We're on episode 78, and this week's question is, what can you include in your author newsletter? Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss a show. And if you enjoy this episode, please give it a like. So an author newsletter is just what it sounds like. It's an email list for your readers to join. Why should you have one? It provides a community for readers, and you can engage them in more ways than one. Sometimes you can engage with them one-on-one when people respond to your emails, but how do you get them to open your emails first of all, and then respond to them and engage as a whole? That's why we're gonna be talking about some different things that you can include in your author newsletter to keep your readers engaged. So my first point answers that question in a single email. Ask your readers what they want. And yes, this is part of what you can include in your author newsletter. You can create a welcome series of just two or three emails explaining to your list what they can expect from your letters and how often they'll receive them. And in one of those emails, ask what they want to see from you. Why did they sign up for your list? Was it because they enjoy your horror series and want to learn more about writing horror? Maybe they want to know when your next book is going to come out. Regardless, asking them is a surefire way to help you get ideas for your author newsletter. You'll have content forever. And I say this because I have a welcome series for my email list. I think it's a second email that goes out that asks my subscribers what they want to get out of the newsletter and why they signed up in general. And you will actually be really surprised at how many people respond to it because people don't, we all hate getting emails. Let, let's be real. And people don't sign up for all these different newsletters because it's just going to clutter up their email inboxes. They sign up for these newsletters because they want to get something out of it. So asking them what why they signed up and what sort of content they're looking for can not only help you figure out what content to share with your subscribers, but it'll also open up a conversation. And the amount of people that actually respond to it is pretty interesting and you will start to make new friends and you will start to learn about all these people and For me personally, one of the things that I learned about my newsletter is a lot of people want to learn more about writing in general. It's not necessarily that they're following me because they enjoy my writing, but they want, they like enjoy my blog and they want to learn more about creative writing and how to write a book and, you know, all of that, but also mental health because I talk about mental health a lot. And I have had so many people respond saying that they have certain mental health issues and they want to learn more about that. And they want to find a community of other people like them. So it really just opens up this conversation and just opens up this whole community. And it starts small because you're emailing them one-on-one, but then eventually you can open it up in your actual emails and just build upon that with a whole group of people.
1: I always found it interesting when I first heard about, like, you know, oh, you should have an author author newsletter. Because the first thing I thought was, God, I hate receiving email. So why would anyone want to sign up and find out what I have to say? Because surely they're just like me and not wanting email. And yet at the same time, I actually signed up to other people's newsletters and I get emails from that. So obviously we still do that sort of thing. And as you said, in the end, it's like a one-on-one connection. It's like people are willing, to let you into the inbox (laughs) so they're very i think most people are a little bit discerning about who they give their email address to you know so so as a little side note you need to have a website you need to show people what sort of stuff you do so that they can get on and they will want to get on your newsletter subscription if you're just like hey follow me on my newsletter it's like why what what are you doing i don't know anything about you so definitely have a website i know we talk about all the time but it's always worth repeating and yes, yeah, so my point is, it's really good for connections, and that's what you can add to it. Social media can be quite useful for writers, but let's be honest, in 240 characters, there's only so much you can share. Um, since most tweets only last 18 minutes, um, if you're anything like me, you can't be bothered clicking that, read more on the Facebook post. It's just me, I just can't be bothered, especially if you click it, and then it opens up a mountain of text, and I'm just like, skip. So what you can do is you can give your subscribers real glimpses of you, the author, you, the person. We've said it before, we'll always say it again. We love, 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 repeating ourselves. You, the writer, are the brand and people want to know about you. People want to know what's going on in your life. You know, not everything, but share some highs and lows of the writing journey. What hurdles have you overcome? As with everything, make sure you're authentic, be genuine, And obviously it is online, so you never, ever, ever want to overshare. So always think about that. But yeah, let let people into your life a little bit. And a newsletter is really good for that because it's not like on social media where it can be seen by anyone and everyone. You know, your newsletter group is a very specific group of people who really, really are interested in you and your work or, you know, your content in general and are willing to give up an email address to find out more. So yeah, put a bit more about you in there. Again, it's a connection because, as Rachel said, because she writes about like mental health and it's connected with people who have come over and said, like I suffer from certain conditions and I, I really want to connect with this sort of thing and I, I, I love reading about it and knowing that I'm not alone, things like that. When you do that, when you put things about your life in your newsletter, you're going to be resonating with some people out there. Other people are going to be like, oh, wow, I am going through that. I totally understand that. And it's lovely to get those emails from people directly coming back to you saying, oh, my gosh, I'm exactly in the same place that you are. Thank you for talking about this. And it can be anything. It could be about mental health. It could be about something um, something tragic, like, obviously like a death in the family or an illness. It could be something about a hurdle in writing, like going through writer's block for the billionth time. People will resonate and people will want to talk about it and you will have that wonderful connection.
0: No, that's, that's well said. Overall, an, an email list is basically like social media or it's like a blog post in a way because you can share. I mean, we, you talked about how Twitter is very limiting with the characters and it doesn't have a long shelf life and Facebook is eh, Facebook. And Instagram, I don't know about any of you guys, but I almost never read the descriptions or the captions of an Instagram post. I just look at the picture and I'm like, oh, that's pretty. I like it. And i move on and so there's really no way that you can get your information out there through social media unless you have like some die-hard fans that like want to know absolutely everything about your writing career but at least in this way when you send out an email you're almost guaranteed that they will see it they don't have to open the email that's a whole nother story but it's in their inbox and it's right in their face and whether they choose to open it or they just mark it as red or straight up delete it that's their choice but it's in their face regardless and as Ari said it is real connections because people want to relate to you they want to relate to other people through the internet so one other thing that you can include in your newsletter are life happenings as Ari explained Everybody has something in common and we can all relate to, you know, other things that are going on in our lives, such as mental health issues or a death in the family, or just some stupid thing that happened with your book, like a data loss, for example, if you just like lost your entire manuscript, which we've said this in another episode, like many, many months ago, back up your stuff. You're welcome. But also the other thing is too, like, we're all human and it's great to just see that it's like those magazines where they post pictures of celebrities and they're like, oh, this celebrity went grocery shopping. They're just like us. They need food too. Wow, who knew? And I feel like that's kind of the same thing with writers or just seeing or meeting people. Well, no, not like seeing or meeting people, but communicating with people through social media. They're they're a real life person, but we don't know them personally. So it's kind of hard to, relate to them on a certain level so seriously when you're writing your email newsletter talk about different life happenings depending on what you want to share again as ari said it is the internet you don't want to overshare but seriously people love animals if you have a dog a cat or any other type of animal share pictures people love that that's all sometimes that's all you need just send an email and be like here's my kitty (laughs) and people will respond and be like oh my god that's so cute i have a cat too and then there you go another conversation is opened.
1: exactly honestly i i will follow anyone's newsletter if they put animals in it it's, that's it it's um it's just one of those things it's like, oh, look, this is like they're pet rats you know and obviously i appreciate that some people like you know maybe you have a pet snake and some people might not like snakes because there's certain species like snakes, rats, tarantulas. there's always someone who's probably not gonna like that but if you have um most of the newsletter platforms allow you to actually filter lists so you can even check on your welcome cv say like hey if you like snakes you're gonna love this don't like snakes let me know and you can go on a separate list where you don't have to see the snake pictures or if you're a weirdo you don't have to see the dog or cat pictures i mean seriously what's wrong with you people so <laughs> way to call people out right <laughs> <I> know right <laughs> yeah seriously I'd, I'd like to call people out for not liking snakes but you know i, I have to stop somewhere uh, <laughs> i have no idea where i'm going with this but yeah oh god seriously love 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 animal pictures and and something you know i think most of the ones i follow have like you know the dog updates or the cat updates or like now i've got a new kitten and it's like ah, just, that's why i'm here great content animal content always always a winner so definitely my next point is You can add in things like contests and giveaways. One of the things about newsletters, is you have to remember, is people have, and I know I keep going on about this, people have given you their email address. And personally, I believe you should reward that with exclusive content. I'm not saying everything has to be exclusive, but there should be something in the newsletter that other people don't get. You know, people who follow your social media don't get. It's this kind of like, oh, join my newsletter and you might get extra stuff that nobody else gets. And one of those things that you can do can be contests and giveaways that are just open to your newsletter people. Right. So remember, these people are super interested in you or your work or your content. So reward them. You know, they were, mm-hmm make it worth, I feel like I'm just reading this, I've already said that, make it worth their while, so I'm not saying obviously run a contest every week or every month, you don't have to do that, but every few months or every year, throw up a contest, it doesn't have to be something big, if you have a book published, you could offer a free copy, you could offer a signed copy, you could offer some swag, you could just get yourself some, you know, cute little gifts to send out, anything, just something as a a little way to support the people who are supporting you with their awesomeness by letting you into the inbox. Honestly, we hate emails. So the fact that anyone says, yes, we wanna hear from you in our inbox is amazing. So do a contest, do a giveaway,
0: make it so that they know that they can get something back and it's not just, you know, fun things about yourself. I mean, bouncing off of the contests and the giveaways, obviously we're writers, it's an author newsletter. So chances are you're probably gonna to toss in some writing tips and advice because, you know, a lot of the people who sign up for your newsletter, they're, they may be writers themselves, and they're like, hey, if this person could publish a book, I can too, and I want to learn from them. And for the peer readers of your work, you can share book news with them and exclusive behind-the-scenes content. And when I say exclusive behind-the-scenes content, I mean, like, any deleted chapters, or you can write extra scenes, um, you can, I mean, there's all sorts of different things. And because mentioned that the newsletter should have like exclusive stuff, or they should at least have first dibs on certain news. For example, the cover reveal. A lot of authors reveal their cover to the next book to their email list, probably like a week or so before they publish it on their blog or their social media for the rest of the world to see. Put content on your website or blog, and then you can. But only only have like half of the information. And then whatever your email list, you can add the full effect. Because it's almost like an incentive to get people to subscribe to your email list. And a, a lot of people do that. they'll they'll put, you know, here are my top five writing advice, and they'll they'll post three of the top five. And then they'll say, if you want to see the other two, sign up for my email list. So you could also do that. You can have exclusive content or you can have extra content that other people see. But if they want the full effect, they have to sign up for your newsletter. No, I'm totally with
1: you, uh, especially about like the exclusivity um, regarding cover reveals first or book trailers. I've seen that with a few people who I'm following where we get to see that first. And I don't know why, but it really does make a difference when you're like, oh, we saw it. nobody else knows. I think if you're thinking about your marketing for your for your books or anything like that, especially if you're doing a launch, that's the sort of thing you need to plan. So you, you might be like, oh, I'm gonna do my cover reveal on this day and my book trailer on this day. and I'm gonna introduce my characters on this day and make a YouTube video on that day. It's like, as well as that, once you've done that, you need then to go back to the calendar and go, right, when am I going to tell my newsletter people about that? Because they really should get that information first. That should be a kind of a, this is your reward for following me and reading my newsletter. That's <laughs> probably way longer than it should have been, especially if it's mine.
0: It's a form of um, support. Yeah. When people su- subscribe to your newsletter. like They're supporting you and you work, essentially. Exactly. And it's free. Yay. It is free. And we put a lot
1: of time and effort in, mostly. <laughs> So yeah, having I remember
0: to of, send the email out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. for, like three months without sending one, it was like, and it's like, oh,
0: okay. <laughs> oh, I've gone longer.
1: <laughs> but yeah, having that kind of plan, so you know that right on this day they get the content for like the cover reveal or the blurb or maybe the first three chapters before they go on the website. You know, definitely give it to your newsletter, but make sure you plan it out because I have done that in the past where I've I've been like, oh, I need to go to the newsletter. Oh shit, I'd already like scheduled it to go out the next day, so I'm kind of shoving it in an early newsletter, which is, it, it needs to be more planned. But, uh, otherwise you can get a little bit brushed or you can end up not giving your newsletter people exclusivity, you know, not just it, no, not exclusivity. Um, first dibs, like Rachel said. And then it kind of becomes like, why are they even on your newsletter if you're not gonna be nice enough to give them <laughs> first dibs of things? So yeah, definitely think that. And okay, my, my last point, which is uh, it's kind of a down from all the awesome stuff above. Um, Obviously, most people who will follow you are probably people who are readers or writers. Remember, writers are readers as well. So, you know, whenever we talk about readers and writers, people always seem to think they're separate. It's like writers are readers, too. So Um, book reviews. Review other people's books, especially other indie authors. That's a really good way of supporting the writing community. so if you've got um, a friend or even just a, a writer that you don't know, but you've tried their book or if their book's coming out, you can do a little, you know, review of it. Or you could do a like, hey, such a book's coming out and go check it out. Links to them. You can do book recommendations. If you have a website, remember, you need a website. You can mention blog posts that you've written, especially if you want to theme your newsletter. So say you want to make your newsletter all about writer's block and all the issues you have with writer's block and some resources you're going to give them for dealing with their writer's block. Then if you had a blog post about writer's block or a YouTube video, stick that on as well. You know, it doesn't always have to be the newest blog post that you've written. It could be one specific to the theme of the newsletter if your newsletter has a theme, just a thought. It's always good to tie things back to your website. We've talked about this. this is always, always, always have a website and have things tied back to it. The more times you can get people to go to the website, the better, seriously, so important.
0: I mean, it, it is true. You have to tie everything back to yourself, whether you have a website or your social media, or you publish your stories on Wattpad or they're on Amazon or whatever, you know, the whole point of the email list is to have it tie back to you in some way, but you also want to give back to your subscribers because them subscribing to you is a way that they support you. They want to learn more about you. They want to learn more about your work And they're also looking for just a community, someone to connect with, and they want to learn more about like reading and writing in general. So yeah, showcasing other authors in your genre or other indie authors, that's a great way to, um, to utilize your newsletter because it's all useful information. That's what people are looking for. They don't want random emails from people just talking about, I don't know. I did mention earlier just to send a picture of your pet, but that's okay. People like that. You can do that, <laughs> but any other like useless stuff don't, you know, people don't like that. Cause then it just acts like spam. So with all of that said, if you were able to follow along some things that you can include in your, in your author newsletter is first and foremost, ask your readers what they want and start building real connections with them. And, have different ways that they can engage with you and that can be through writing tips and advice sharing book news and giving them first dibs or exclusive looks at things Uh, you can run contests and giveaways talk about different book reviews book recommendations and blog posts that you've written or that other people have written you got to showcase and other people and spread the love or you can just simply talk about life happenings and what's going on and see who can relate to you and open conversations that way. So now it's your turn. What are some things you add to your author newsletter? We'd love to chat about it. So tell us your answers in the comments or on Twitter using the hashtag The Merry Writer Podcast. And we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And if you want to get some extra bonus content, you can check out our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the Merry Writer podcast. There we, we add many bonus episodes. Like, for example, for this episode, we'll be talking about some other things that you can share on your author newsletter. But also we share our pet pictures on Patreon too. So if you want to see kitties and dogs and turtles, head on over there. In the meantime, you can tune in every Wednesday for a new episode where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Felt Tip Pens. We love to color code. The music titled Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.